0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comics World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, general, generally recorded at the P.W. offices in New York, but today we're going to be recorded uh, at various locations around New York City. I'm on the Lower East Side. Um, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World.
1: And I'm Heidi MacDonald. I am also co-editor of PW Comics World as well as a graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor of The Comics Beat at ComicsBeat.com. And I am live from Kipps Bay, New York.
2: (laughs) And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer. I also write for Publishers Weekly and sometimes for The Beat. And I am live from an undisclosed location in Pennsylvania.
0: Mm-hmm. There we go. Multi state. Right. There you go. Live from the Lower East Side. All right. This uh, this week on more to come our supersized uh, San Diego Comic Con international podcast episode. Um, we've just got back from the biggest pop culture festival in North America. Um held July with well, the July eleventh through July fifteenth in beautiful San Diego, and um, as usual, it's a mind-boggling event. We were there for every day, uh, day of it. And uh, Heidi, um, give us uh, your take, um, your initial take on it.
1: Well, I, I think you know a lot of people were saying it was one of the best ones in recent years. Um, I mean, you know, uh, it's all very subjective. What happens? I mean, I spent unfortunately a lot of my time in my hotel room working, which sometimes happens at the con. But you know, I managed to get to a few panels and talk to a few people and uh it went pretty well it went smoothly except for before the opening uh there's a very oh, yeah. unfortunate accident very when a sad. woman was well, very sadly a woman was killed uh like in uh, rather foolishly dashing into traffic because she thought she was going to miss her place in the twilight line so you know that cast a little bit of a pall over the start of the show that was on Tuesday but then after that it it you know there were no more casualties let's put it that way so it seemed to go pretty well and, uh, I think really, uh, as, as I wrote in our piece for Publishers Weekly, I think really the stars of the show were some of the new trends that have been emerging mm-hmm. in, uh, recent months for comics, which is ma- mainly the move towards creator owned and yes. the move towards digital. I yes. mean, those are really the things that made, made news. I didn't think, I didn't think Marvel and DC really had all that much to talk about. You know, you know, Kate, you were, you know, even though you yeah, I'm there. following it
2: from a long home, and um, for one thing, I had real trouble. Like, I was trying to find Marvel news about Marvel comics, and every time I, it would be somebody being like, "Robert Downey Jr. He's so hot," and I'm like, "That's that's nice." Um, do we have any news about the actual comics? Yes, no, no, okay. Especially because they made their Marvel Now announcement before Comic Con, right. which I thought, and everybody I knew thought that meant was just like them getting you hyped up for it so they could talk about it at the con, and then they were like, "No, we're not going to talk about it."
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, DC put together their new 52 initiative pretty quickly, as we're now learning, uh, and they did a brilliant job of marketing. And Marvel seems to have, I don't know how long they've been putting together their Marvel Now initiative, but uh, the rollout has not been quite as effective as DC had, uh, in my opinion. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's more to come on that. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. Marvel's big news. Was, I, yeah, I don't think they're ready to talk about it yet or no, something. No, I, I think, so. I, I think that, Although it starts in October. October, so they might want to get ready. They better hurry up. Yeah, guy. <laughs> but <think>? uh, Marvels. <laughs> Big news was the confirming the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which and they released a piece of concept mm-hmm. art, which made it look like Green Lantern done right, as far as I can tell. Okay. And <laughs> it uh, takes Marvel
0: to do a, a DC series properly. But go right. on. Right, <laughs> and
1: then they show well, as far as the spe- you know the multi-species international uh-huh. space core okay. concept, I'll, goes. I'll be at, uh, far less
2: idealistic than um, the Green Lantern Corps, and also with a uh, trigger happy talking raccoon. Right. But okay. you know those are pluses, not minuses. So, I, I
1: Exactly, I agree. And uh, DC's big news was—I um,
0: think we could say Neil Gaiman, big... huh?
1: I guess Neil Gaiman coming mm-hmm, back coming to back, Sandman. Yeah, the Sandman when, thing was big,
0: news. no small thing. Sandman, right. Sure, thing was big.
1: But it's yeah, it's a curiously lackluster.
2: Con from the big two.
1: Yeah, uh, I would was... say so.
0: But yeah. yeah, but for independence, obviously, and uh, and certainly for digital, uh, maybe not the biggest digital announcements in the world, but certainly a string of them.
1: Well, I think as I noted, the big comic story at I think there were two big comic stories at the con. One of them was The Walking Dead, which had its one hundredth issue. Doubt. And Image really yeah. rocked it. You know, they were rocking it. They had an enormous party. They you know, they had the party mm-hmm. of the show and they had uh you know, this zombie walk in Petco Park that people <laughs> right, said yes. it was great, you know, I had to escape yeah. from zombies.
0: Um, and the there, Walking is Dead there theme any footage parts, of that yeah. online. <laughs> oh,
1: there is, as a matter of fact. Actually, actually, a is... good
0: friend of mine, actually, a New York City trade book editor, uh, Monique Patterson, I just shout out to Monique, uh, who I bumped into. I knew, I knew she was a Comic Con goer, but I didn't realize she was there. She actually went through the uh, the zombie chase.
1: Right, right, and um, <laughs> apparently it was a lot of fun from the people I spoke with. She loved uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> and Image really did. Uh, I think they dominated the news announcements. Also, with a, uh, yeah. the the uh, Just, creators that are coming, they have Matt, yeah, Raxton I mean, amazing books. list. The stream of, of book, announcements: Chicken, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and Emma Rios are doing a book. You know, Joe Casey, Derek Robertson, Chris Robinson, James
2: Robinson is having a book with them. Right, I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's like they're like you don't seem to want the best work from your creators, so we're going to snap up all their best ideas, pay no attention to image.
1: Right, <laughs> <Okay>. exactly. <laughs> As we snatch and, your talent. And Greg Rucca also is doing a yes. book for them. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was uh, something I wrote in The Beat a few months ago about Spaceman by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso, which is a book that got mm-hmm. zero uh, publicity from D.C., so I don't think they're very interested, you know, they're interested in having all these people work on before Watchmen, but mm-hmm. not in doing any new projects with them. So you know what? Image is the best game in town right it, now. It clearly, and I, uh, mean, I think all the Image founders and Derek Stevenson, Image publisher, look pretty happy
0: at Comic-Con. I bet they did yeah, with that string they may of, be of creators lining up to get on, there, get on the board.
1: Earlier, Heidi, uh, you said that you
2: felt that this was a particularly good Comic-Con this year. And people were saying it was a great Comic-Con this year.
1: Um, What, what really made it good by both of your standards? uh, I'm actually, for me personally, it was uh, an average Comic Con. I really didn't have my best Comic Con because I I had a lot of work to do at the show, but uh, other people had a very good time. And so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think the mood was very positive overall. I think there was a lot less whining and moaning about, you know, where are, where are we going? What are we going to do? I think people have, uh, have found a place, uh, for, them. I think, I think people went in very prepared. And I think that is, um, I, I think they, they knew what they had to accomplish. And, uh, you know, I think one thing, that I think there was a lot of discussion over sales. And I know, Calvin, in our piece, you, you said you talked to everyone. They said sales were good. And then I talked to people on Saturday. Sometimes sales weren't so good, you know? And I, I think there was a lot of, I, I you know, Mike Mignola told me he was not going to come back and ever set up as an exhibitor again. Um, you know, Matt Wagner was like, I did that three years ago. Um, you know, uh, Bill Willingham is like, I'm not coming back. And, you know, there's all this, like, I'm, I'm done at uh, Comic Con yeah, sort of not, stuff. Uh, and, uh,
0: Believe me, the people that I talked to that who said that they were happy with the sales, many of them said they were unhappy about Saturday, for, for which I found a little odd. But that's what that's what what they were telling me. But generally, that's what I heard that they they, they seem to be happy. But you know, in many ways, um, what Koo uh, told me at BEA seemed to be what I was getting back from other people. That you know, a lot of the uncertainty, uh, I think, that digital introduced into the business seems to have, uh, seem to have been overcome. P- retailers uh, seem to have convinced themselves now that, di- that digital isn't going to destroy their businesses it might even be helping it. Right. Uh, and so now everyone sort of thinks, okay, you know, we're not going to drive off of, a crip, uh, off of a cliff in the next six months. So you know what? Maybe I can compete now. <laughs> so there right. seems to be a, at least a cautious optimism going forward. And just based on our retailer story the, the week before, retailers seem to be mm-hmm. doing okay. Yeah, there's a there was
1: actually a panel at the show called Retailer Optimism, and the audio of that is also online for those who want to read it. And um, you know, it was the mood was the mood was good. I mean, I think there might be some question within Comic Con itself: How do you compete against people standing in line all day to see The Hobbit? Yeah. Um. You know, I, I like the, this was the year you just could not get into Hall H on Saturday. I mean, people were lining oh. up at six in the morning, and by it's six crazy. in the morning, everyone who was going to get in was in line. So, it, um, you did know, you wonder
0: should Comic Con be split into like a san diego movie con and that that yeah. start like the week after the comic-con because it just seems it just is, it does seem as though there are like two audiences here people who want to camp out all night long to see a film clip and right. uh the rest of us
1: yes exactly <laughs> so yeah it, it, and i'm not sure like the rest of us are the, the big question moving forward for comic-con is how big is the rest of us and how much money are they bringing to the show because yeah. i will tell you right now like my own observation is that people who are actually getting into the show are are fans of media and they're incredibly motivated to win that lottery and uh there's just a lot more of them and um I you know I think they might be uh outnumbering by a significant margin the people who come there to buy comics so I think that is something that moving forward in 2013 is going to be looked at very carefully
0: but you know, I'd have to say on the programming side, as usual, there were fabulous panels. I oh, mean, absolutely! Board, I mean, it was
1: only only at Comic Con could you see panels of yeah. this quality. I
0: mean, you know, as as uh, as you look at the you know as the, the rise of New York Comic Con, uh, and it's obviously become an important show. But the programming at New York Comic Con can't hold a candle to the range, the diversity, and the depth of the stuff you get uh, at, at at San Diego. Uh, right. The, that it's still the king of the hill.
1: Right, exactly. Uh,
0: now, there was some movie news out there as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Always we, movie news. I think we just named the biggest news, though, is that Guardians of the Galaxy was confirmed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well known. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they showed the Superman trailer. Trailers.
0: Which, uh, the Hobbit obviously got right. a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah. we huh. was coming. And yeah. then there's the, the Quentin Tarantino announcement.
1: Yes. Well, that was more of a comics announcement, just that he's doing a mini series for vertigo that is uh based on django unchanged which is this film that's coming out at the end of the year so he's doing a five issue mini series yeah, yeah. which will have a lot of the backstory of uh the movie in it so uh that i don't think they announced an artist for that but that's pretty cool oh, so yeah, you know yeah. i mean quentin tarantino has always been a big mm-hmm. comics fan so I, I he's been flirting with comics for quite a while so this is his most direct uh assault yet
0: uh, I'm just going to jump in here with. The, I think certainly one of the most, uh, one of the more important, I think, events there also was the celebration of the 30-year anniversary of, uh, I was about of to say Love that, and Rockets. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be at uh, the the panel, and uh, it it was an emotional, uh, emotional panel. Frankly, I expected us all to have a giant uh, group hug of all the people that were in that room and sing "Kumbaya." You've never seen uh, so many people. Uh, Pouring love onto uh, creators, it really was a, a, a kind of a fabulous tribute to uh, uh, to the uh, Los Bros, uh, and and they were all three of them were there: uh, Jaime Gilbert and Mario, uh, and Gary Groff. actually did a great job in uh, kind of bringing out, you know, their feelings and their experiences in the time as they as they, you know stepped up and kind of changed, in my view, changed comic book history.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I think the 30th anniversary of Love and Rockets was probably after The Walking Dead, the biggest comic story at the show. And uh, really got a lot of attention and for a great book. And also at the panel, it was announced that they are finally going digital. And yeah. that was the other big story That's for absolutely. comics at the show is that everybody finally has gone digital. I do believe yes. Fantagraphics was the last holdout.
0: Yeah. And, and Comixology
1: doing... announced they would be doing Love and Rockets. And also, they announced deals with Abrams Books and with Bongo Comics, which yes. publishes The Simpsons.
0: There you go. And. Uh... I, I... On the digital tip also uh, for a second also announced that that they are, are finally getting their books into ebook formats Jean uh, yang's American born Chinese is already available uh, there are about uh, ten more titles that will start in the fall and they will be um, i don't have the list of them but they will be day and date uh, but only on the Apple format mm-hmm
1: and I think Viz had some big digital announcements, also, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, Viz uh, essentially announced that they were um, uh, that they, the the Viz app uh, would uh, would be extended to the Android operating system. Uh, but they also announced the uh, the launch of a of a venture they're calling um, Neon Alley, and basically they 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 are in talks with an as yet unnamed uh, uh, a video game console um, manufacturer. Or slash company to um, to stream um, animate anim, through through your video con- your video game console. Now they were being coy and would not exactly announce who the partner will be, but apparently they will be announcing it very shortly.
2: I'm kind of psyched that idw is now going to put out my little pony con I mean, like, <laughs> yes, every yes. day like guy toy from the 70s or 80s is its own retro vaguely nostalgic serious business comic my little pony has been curiously absent and i suppose with wild success of my little pony friendship is magic uh comics are getting back on board and i have to say that the fact the, the list on who's working on it is quite impressive, too.
1: Yeah, and you know what, though, Kate? I have to tell you. If you think this book is just going to sell to girls, I think you are mistaken. Oh, really? one of the <laughs> biggest oh I am not mistaken. Sh- I, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's going to sell I to girls. I think one but. of the biggest shocks I had at the con was running into a friend of mine who has a 13-year-old son. And his son is a brony. And I'm like, what? Did you make him? And he I says, no, it. no. He's, he's into the My Little Pony. And I said, I said well, isn't he teased at school? And he says his son looked at him. His dad asked the same thing. He says, son, are you, is it okay when you wear this My Little Pony t-shirt to school? And his son said, dad, there's lots of bronies at school.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, I, feel like, I love it. Yes. This may yeah.
2: be a revolutionary thing.
0: All right. Oh, well, yeah. you know, there were actually a bunch of kids comics announcements. If I I could run down a few of them, oh, um, of in including um, let's see, and, uh, paper PaperCuts is going to be doing a 64 page graphic novel adaptation of Annoying Orange, and I admit I'm not familiar with the with the property, but it apparently yeah. is extremely popular. Uh, uh and let's see. Um, Thea Stilton, apparently um, the uh, sister of the Geronimo Stilton and the uh-huh. Geronimo Stilton spinoff. Uh, she's going to be getting – uh, she's already got her own series of chapter books, but look for comics to come in, the, in I believe, in 2013. Power Rangers, also from Paper Cuts. Uh, what else we have? Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, is writing a new story for IDW. Oh God! What is it? Capstone has got new things. Ape Inter- Ape Entertainment. Oh right, they're doing actually with the uh, they're doing Fruit Ninja and Squids and a bunch of other things. Uh let's see. Oh, and Arkea is doing Rust uh, as well. Rust two, excuse me.
1: I mean, I think Marvel Disney is actually doing a lot of Marvel spin and yes. books, and and I saw some uh, uh, kids. Uh, that I know actually who had the books. And so, you know, I, I would say Disney's super in on this Marvel, mm-hmm. on the
0: Marvel properties for their publishing line. So, um, no but anyway. I they
1: should be. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. knows how to do it.
0: I was on a couple of panels. I'm just going to very quickly mention uh, the J Manga panel, and we can talk some about manga as well. Um, the J Manga panel basically was a t- chance for uh, J Manga, the uh, online digital comics portal that's uh, kind of sponsored by 39 Japanese publishers uh, it's um, uh, partly a a a, um, a a a late but 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 finally, uh, finally, finally, an aggressive effort to kind of address the uh, the move of manga online and uh, also, uh, you know, really a chance for these publishers to really connect with their audience in North America and really now around the world. One of the things they've done is they they have uh, changed. And I'm sure, Kate, you must be familiar with if they've changed their uh, business model a bit. Uh, I think they've uh, addressed some of your concerns. They have a pay as you go. Um, yes and no. category um, now okay. and uh, as well as a subscription site yeah what's up okay
2: i can't explain they have gone from you get x number of points per month although you can uh unsign off to your subscription mm-hmm. anytime you want and sign back on to your subscription anytime you want yeah to where you know you get x number of points per month and you still can you can buy 10 points at a time yeah but the problem is that no books actually cost 10 points they cost like
0: but you, you but you can buy books for five points. Officially, you don't need a subscription. You can buy books for because I some of them are. Uh, they, they're, they in fact yeah. they've lowered the prices because most well, of yeah, the books. Well,
2: yeah, I know, but what I meant is that they they don't put them in even increments to fit into the ten dollar blocks you need to buy. So they're, no matter what you they're. want to buy, you will always have either too many points or not enough points <laughs> to buy more stuff. So you have to keep feeding them money, or like some of your money is just going to sit there looking at you.
0: I see. But it, we're, we're talking like, pennies, why you, though, why aren't can't you? you? Just you're talking buy pennies. The
2: book, but it's getting closer. It's getting That's closer. That's true.
0: But I, I think you're talking basically pennies. I mean, they're four ninety nine. No. So um, well, yeah, but yeah. generally, anyway. So it 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 seems like not a huge hurdle. Uh, in any event, they've also uh, they're uh, bringing on about ten new uh, titles a month. Uh, they got a pretty enthusiastic. Welcome in the hall. And it was a packed hall. And I did this panel with Deb Aoki, of course, who really was the authority. Uh, I was sort of window dressing there, but I did my best. Um, and they are extending. They will be uh, uh, releasing um, iOS apps and Android apps uh, in October. So Jmanga is making attempts to kind of step up its game.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I I really like the site. The interesting thing is that um, a lot of the manga fans I know have no idea it exists yet. Um, Whenever I bring it up, I'm like, oh, what do you think of J Manga?" They're like, what?
0: Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They've got a ways to go.
2: I mean, frankly, a lot of them have, have, like, started using the site because I told them it existed. So I feel like it's a very promising site, and I like it a lot, and I hope that more people
1: are able to find out about it.
0: Yeah, all right
1: but uh I, I think really what was m- remarkable at comic-con was the sheer number of digital initiatives I yeah. mean monkey brain uh, yes, the yes. new comicsology based uh, line based uh, started by Chris Roberson yes. was uh, very much in people's uh, minds uh, Mark Wade and his thrillbentcom oh, yes, they yeah, announced a the deal Lidmore. with yes. top Cow, where they were going to be doing publishing their pilot season uh, then there was made Fire, which is a app for mm-hmm. uh uh, iOS that uh, has various comics. It's kind of most of the comics that were left over from Mamtor which was an actual Definitely publishing favorite. venture started by Liam Sharp in the UK. Dave Gibbons is involved and yes. some other top UK artists. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Made fire. Uh, it's very impressive. It has like limited animation. It's not mm-hmm. not not the dreaded motion comics, but no, it has a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of just kind of like things that that add a little interest to it and, and animated effects. And as I kept saying to people, everywhere you look was some sort of digital line or digital imprint. You know, so far they're like, oh, is this going to make money or? Whatever, but you know, five years ago we were looking at comicsology, looking at iverse, looking at graphically and all this stuff and we're like, oh, will it make money? I don't know. Will people read digital comics? And of course (laughs) you know the answer is yes people sound funny too, don't they? (laughs) Yes. Like but I I mean everybody's like, Whoa, will this work? And like five years later, comics I don't think comicsology was even around five years, I think it might be four years, but you know, Comixology on Wednesdays is the top grossing app on uh, the uh, iTunes, not for reading or for books, but overall. Yep. I mean, it beats Angry Birds. It beats everything. Yep. And you know, you better believe Apple has noticed that Amazon is getting hugely into this. Um, so I mean, this is absolutely the time to jump on board with this kind absolutely. of thing. And I, I think mean, the content- obviously, had a
0: great deal to do with uh, Apple finally launching uh, really a section on. Um- uh, on the iTunes Store just for graphic novels, right? And comics. Well,
1: several people told me at the show that Apple is really keeping an eye on this. Apple's very much interested yeah. in comics. I, I mean, they would be silly not to at this point. I, I, so, so people are buying iPads to read their comics on it. And Absolutely. Apple is aware of that. So and actually, a-
0: after the show ended, I think one of the announcements that went out was that um, the new uh, Batman graphic novel would be uh, available th- through the Apple Store.
1: That's right. That's right. Although not through Comicsology, there's uh, DC's books are going through, you know, all these exclusives, yeah. which are very, very interesting stuff. Um, so anyway, I, I think we really saw that coming on, and uh, you know, developing. And next year, there's going to be some real, real Moneymakers out there. I, I think we're going to see this become a real platform for people to do their work on. And um, and I mean, in two years, who knows where it's going to be. So, um, I, I, as far as comics go with digital, that was really the huge huge thing mm-hmm. I noticed. And, you know, the other huge thing I noticed as I was talking about the show was that it really was uh, a big offsite. I mean, you could not even walk around and see everything. I barely got to see, I went and saw the Batmobiles out back. Yeah. There was a Frank and Weenie exhibit. There was a Ridley Scott's coma. The History Channel had a barbecue pit. There was a DC <laughs> Comics art exhibit. What uh, was the History
2: Channel doing? I mean, they, I'm a little confused. Ha, I,
1: they are actually doing some historical comics that are tying in ah, with shows that are on, on the channel. I mean, I think they're just doing some uh, online comics. Uh, like, I, pretty much every I would have to say, like, almost every cable channel has done some kind of motion comic y kind of thing. I know AMC did some stuff with the prisoner comic, uh, prisoner, and, um, uh, you know, Dexter, they've been doing motion comics, and uh, the National Geographic had some historical comics. I mean, this is just off the top of my head, but, you know, Comic Con is absolutely the place to be, and if you want to have a barbecue pit, that's okay with me. Uh, they were giving away uh, sausage there, but I never got to go over and It did replace i will note the barbecue pit replaced my beloved food truck uh,
0: oh yeah part, which oh, is really, so depressing
1: yes, and this <laughs> is the year i mean uh, they, the locals just jacked up everything this year. There was not one square inch of a property from the convention center to about Broadway that was not being rented out for five figures um you know uh, like why with, not? Yeah, well, exactly. You know, I guess you'd make hay while the sun shines or while yeah. the Comic Con dines. You I know. know, they
0: they hit offsite um, uh, event of last year got got shuffled over near Petco Stadium Trickster, which I was able to only uh, check on the very first day before the real action started. But apparently, it was packed. It was packed, and I heard people
1: sold a lot of books there. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was. Uh, I preferred last year's just because it was right across oh, from was the so tracks, and it was so fabulous last and year. And it had a real nice outside <laughs> component. I mean, this one was more of a bar. They did have a roof deck, but I never got there in time to go up because it closed early. Uh, it was packed. It was jammed. They were having drawing there. They were selling books. They were doing yeah. um, events. I mean, it was. Definitely hopping. And uh, some of the news to come out, actually, that I, I haven't seen promoted that much is they are actually opening a trickster store in oh, Berkeley. Oh, yeah.
0: You mentioned right. it. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's awesome. going to be a storefront that's going to sell creator-owned books and and art. And, you know, it's going to be a gallery. And, I mean, Berkeley is obviously an awesome place for this kind of a little dedicated boutique kind of shop. And, uh, you know, there there are plans for the trickster Uh, The trickster brand to expand. So it would um, be
2: really interesting if one came to New York and went parallel to NYCC.
1: That would be very interesting indeed.
2: That would be interesting. I mean, there's not any shortage of creators living in New York.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, we already have. uh, you know, the Brooklyn Comics Fest it's is true. coming up. True.
2: And, yeah, that's uh, true. Although so I, I just meant to take advantage of the parallel. Hey, everybody.
0: Let me give – I just want to uh, go through just a couple of uh, print announcements that came, though, that we haven't mentioned as yet. Yen um, Press is going to be uh, publishing a non-manga adaptation of James Patterson, that, you know, to go up there the numerous manga-style adaptations that they've done of his novel. It's a book called Zoo. As um, uh, much as he was at uh, Book Expo um, – First, uh, first, second editorial director Mark Siegel was showing off his own book, uh, Sailor Twain, and um, we noticed Scott McCloud hanging out around the booth and helping them do so. Uh, and uh, Mark tells me um, supposedly that Paul Pope's battling boy is almost finished. We'll, we'll soon find out whether that's the case. Uh, let's see Fantagraphics had a um, combo panel along with drawing quarterly um, uh, to announce a bunch of new titles some of the most significant ones DnQ is going to be releasing a new uh, releasing a new book by Adrian I called uh, uh is New York Drawings which will collect comics stretches, illustrations uh, that he's done for the New Yorker and other things. Um, And what I'm really interested in, a really fabulous book uh, by Miriam Caton, who did that great book a couple of years back, We Are On Our Own. She's a Holocaust survivor uh, who came to this country and uh, actually ended up becoming an animator. The new book is called Letting It Go. Uh, It's a a, a memoir again, and it apparently is about her son who decides uh, to move to Berlin and live. Um, with his girlfriend, and uh, Miss Caden finds out that that has really freaking her out. <laughs> so this looks as a full color book. Uh, and uh, one more thing from D and Q Burden, a new book by Joe Allman, a- author of of the hilarious book Midlife, uh, a book about a middle aged man who comes to believe uh, he had, he has suppressed memories about being abducted by by aliens. Uh has about three uh, Hernandez Brothers titles coming out um, uh, uh, tied to their 30-year anniversary. And um, as he did in BEA, uh, Hypo, Melancholic, Melancholic Young Lincoln by Noah Van Skier, as well as a book called Black Lung uh, by Chris Wright, uh, and Heads or Tails, Stories by Lily Carey. That will also be coming out from Fantagraphics.
1: Yeah, I have a couple notes here too. Uh, you know, Oni announced that they were doing uh – Web comics with Double Fine and Diesel Sweeties. Oh, yes. So that you know Noni yeah. also has been the other lagger in the digital space. Yes. So uh, that was yeah. another you'd think they'd
2: be a natural, but Yeah,
1: exactly. But you know, now they're they're instead of going their own way, they're actually teaming up with uh, some very well established webcomics, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm um and uh let me see anything else oh uh um uh let's see uh well top cow is doing a kickstarter campaign oh, for yes, their yeah. book Cyberforce, Cyberforce. Mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting they're going to publish it anyway but they're getting money to do it i'm not sure what that was all about um and uh we've got a story coming see.
0: about coming up on uh on pw comics world so stay tuned
1: Yes, 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 and uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, uh, my friend Dahmer, a book much loved by the More to Come staff, uh, has been optioned for a movie. So oh. that was uh,
0: also announced.
1: Very good, uh,
0: Heidi. Panels, could you very yes. quickly go over the, well, the panels you were involved in? Well, see. I had a in? few
1: panels. I, I was unfortunately only able to uh, uh, talk uh, uh, to attend panels. I was on, but <laughs> I was on four panels, so I've attended four panels. Uh, let's see. My first panel was one on getting attention for your book. Uh, which actually happens to be online. If you go to the beat, uh, actually, James Jamie Colville has put up audio for all these panels. And uh, that was, uh, there was about 10 people on there from Diamond, from Comic Book Resources, from Bleeding Cool, um, Comic Mix. So we were all kind of just talking about sensible stuff, you know, like, uh, you know you have to think outside the box and just giving mm. some publishers some tricks and tips And you know one of the best ones I think I, everybody I've done this panel several times and one of the tips that, that I think is the best is you know if you're brand new and really don't have any contacts try to make friends with a smaller site and uh, you know that so they get on your side and then mm. they can promote you because then a lot of times the bigger sites pick up on smaller sites and you know you kind of go up the food chain that way so uh, so that was the first panel and then I moderated although that is really overstating my role a delightful <laughs> panel between Lynn Johnston the iconic creator of for better or worse and Kate Beaton oh, the web great. comics uh, sensation and as they're both Canadians and uh, comic strip artists they really just chit chattered away and I had to do almost nothing it was right. actually Canada the best in the house yeah yes it was an absolutely wonderful way to uh, listen to these uh, ladies talk fortunately I don't I saw people recording it I hope really hope someone puts that up online because it was a really great conversation and uh it would be uh I, I'm sure people would enjoy listening to it. Um then there was uh uh, the Bleeding Alliance, the Beat Reporters. This is a panel that I actually put together. That was so. Was it a, a knockout drag out? You know, we are. It's at the end of the day, so I think we were all pretty tired. So, uh, and and Douglas <laughs> Wolf was moderating it, so it was pretty low key. Well, he's so a we pacifist, all, so <laughs> yes, exactly. So instead of asking the questions that might have gotten us all riled up at each other, uh, he it was very much a mutual admiration society where we all talked about. Can we
0: all you know, blog along together? Yes,
1: can not we all blog <laughs> along? So uh, the audio of that is also up for those who want to listen to. It. And uh, I also participated in a panel uh, called "Heroic Visions" that was spotlighting the new graphic novel at a uh, Nevsky, a hero of the oh, people. Yes, I attended that by, panel. Yes, uh, Calvin was there, and uh, this panel. Uh, and you know, uh, full disclosure: I'm actually a uh, marketing consultant for this book, so that's why I was putting on this panel. But uh, I managed to get uh, Ben McCool, the my husband also, full disclosure, the author of the book. And then I had uh, Scott Tuft, the writer of Severed and a, a director, short filmmaker. Um, R- Ramon Perez, who had just won three Eisners yes. the night Oh, before, we didn't talk about the Eisners. For Tale Isers. of yeah. Sand, uh, Sand which, uh, which he adapted the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then Gabriel Hardman, who is a cartoonist and a director. and He, he does storyboards for uh, – actually, the new Dark Knight Rises film, he did storyboards for. So, so we talked both about Nevsky and Eisenstein, Sergei. Eisenstein, the director, but also I, I i really interesting discussion of film and comics and storyboards and how that works. And uh, you know, I thought it it was uh, actually a really interesting panel. I, I I think I have a recording of that, so maybe I'll put it, that up online. It uh, was a terrific panel. Ben was
0: fabulous in uh, uh, bringing it all together and talking about his ro- role in, in adapting the book. So I was impressed as well.
1: Calvin, <laughs> <Well>, <tell laughs> um, you also did quite a few panels. Uh, yeah, J. Manga. I mentioned the J. Manga, the J manga
0: with Debayoki Deb and uh, and with uh, Robert Newman. The business manager of jay manga but uh uh, i was also invited to be a uh, be a guest on keith knight's nappy hour um my first time on it and believe me it's a it's a laugh riot now i didn't call it generate most of the laughs, but there were plenty to be had uh spike was on there see spike trotman um truly a force of nature and john jennings a a really interesting guy who i met a couple of years ago at c2e2 who put together the the book ...on independent black uh, comics artists and uh, and of course uh, the inimitable uh, Keith Knight and uh, it was a packed hall and uh, it's basically conducted like um, PTI, the sports show. He's got a list of topics and we just go down the line and basically everyone kind of talks about the topics in relation to in relationship to whatever it is they're doing and uh let's just say hijinks and mm-hmm. a lively conversation ensued well,
1: well knowing keith knight i
0: i can't see hijinks not ensuing so yeah, absolutely Qu- a, quite a bit of conversation about comics and kickstarter and just what you need to do to make this uh platform productive i thought it was really interesting uh, uh a very interesting discussion by a bunch of people who have done numerous kickstarter campaigns uh and succeeded at them so um that was interesting. And then of course Speaking of Kickstarter. Yeah, go right ahead.
2: Uh Penny Arcade, which is a wildly successful webcomic, like the most successful mm-hmm. webcomic ever, perhaps, decided they were going to use Kickstarter too in an interesting way. They said that they were going to start a Kickstarter project for $250,000, and if they got their goal, <laughs> they would take ads off their website for the next year.
0: Yeah, uh, there you and go. And they are
2: now, with 23 days to go, at $353,000. Un-
0: it's insane. Believable. It's just crazy. Unbelievable. There you have it. Um, uh, uh, on uh, my last panel, just very quickly, um, was the Publishers Weekly Comics World panel, uh, organized go by... Lots. Organized by Heidi McDonald, moderated by me, uh, we had a fabulous group of uh, of artists on there really uh, the panel itself was called Serious Pictures, Comics and Journalism in a new era, and very quickly, the people on the panel included Dan Carino, wonderful cartoonist who has a uh, if you can go to see his comics on. Uh, CartoonMovement.org. Um, Ed Pisker, the author of Whizzywig, uh, the, a really fascinating history of hacker culture in the it's country. Amazing. Andy Warner, who uh, caught my attention because of a story called The Man Who Built Beirut, which is a, a history of the assassinated prime miniature and the really grim and depressing politics of Lebanon. Um, uh, Chris Butcher was on the panel giving a retailer's perspective. Uh, uh, Chris Chris Butcher, the uh, uh, what is it? The manager of the Beguiling in Toronto. Uh, Susie Cagle talking about her really her heroic uh, comic reporting. Uh, from the on the Oakland um, Occupy Oakland movement, uh, Ted Raw. She's, like she she's a total bulldog. She to like just keeps getting arrested. Uh, really an inspiration. Uh, Ted Raw was there. Who's got a really interesting? He's doing a fifty-page kind of graphic novel on voter suppression uh, that's called uh, "Tales from the Crypt of Democracy," and it's going to be included in a book called "Billionaires and Ballot Bandits: How to Steal an Election in Nine Easy Ways." Coming out this far from September by Greg Palast. Um, let's see, I'm leaving somebody out. Uh, Stan Mac. Oh, how could I forget the granddaddy of comics journalism? Stan Mack's real life funnies was a really kind of really sets the standard of a of a car- cartoonist. Doing up to the minute news reporting. He was on the panel. He's got a new book coming out uh, in um, the fall from MBN. I think it's called Taxes. Uh, I can't remember the full title. Excuse me, Stan. Taxes, because it's got a long one. Taxes and those revolting re- the rebels. It's actually a revised and updated edition of, of Stan Mac's Real Life uh, American Revolution, which is a history of. The American Revolution, uh, told as only Stan Mac uh, can give it. Terrific um, panel on the last day of the con, and we got a pretty good turnout considering. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. Did anybody record that one, Kelvin?
0: Uh, yes, we have a recording of it, as a matter of fact.
1: Awesome, yeah, awesome. So uh, actually, more to come on that, we'll sit so. down.
0: Yeah, we'll sit down and maybe we can put it up online. Well, Jody has it, and we'll. Well, uh, uh, Jody Bing, uh, my lovely wife, uh, Jody Calkin, who took fabulous photos. If you want to go to uh, the the PW uh, Comics World Facebook page, and you can see some of them. She also handled the recording of uh, the panel. So thanks to Jody, friend of the show.
1: Awesome. So, yeah. And the
2: composer of our theme
1: tune. That's right. She's multi-talented. <laughs> right. Yes, so, she is. you know, that that's the con that was, man. It was uh you know, it was San Diego. It was insane. I was there for six and a half days, I mean, yeah, you got and there you early, know, exhausted yeah. <laughs> the whole well, time. I've never enjoyed sleep so much as I did uh, yesterday when I finally was able to sleep in my own bed again. So,
0: well, I'm actually sitting here in a Love and Rockets T-shirt, and uh, I'm sorry you can't see it, but uh, I'm going on vacation next next week. So this uh, this podcast uh, is the ideal way for me to kick off five days of like sleeping, uh, drinking, and uh, watching yank the yank new york Yankees on tv <laughs> um that's a, just a shout out to all you yankee haters out there anyway so uh shall we wrap this up now or any i, I, any,
1: I think that anything I think, else yeah? i think that's it you all know right. i think we've covered it and all right you know, this is our special Yes, this uh, is indeed. our super-sized
0: uh, Comic-Con special. Uh, but you, as you know, we end every show with, believe me, there's much more to come.
1: Oh yes, and as I like to say, that the fiscal year of comics has ended, and uh, on Monday we can begin planning for the next Comic-Con. All
0: right, oh, <laughs> fun. All <laughs> right, and there yeah. will yeah. undoubtedly be more to come. Comic-Con 2013, we're thinking about you already. All right. <laughs>